abductions. Some days she skipped class altogether. The course videos went online later anyway. She didn't want to miss any new developments on her cases. Some of the posters were morons or rubberneckers, but others had smart input and practical knowledge. Ms. Maisie used to work for the Seattle PD. Unicorn Horn had a background in forensics. B-Money 60 always chimed in with a one-sentence proclamation like, Spoiler alert, the mom did it. He was often right. It was like Seneca had her own little CSI unit inside her computer. And then there was her friend Maddie, or MBM0815, or Madison Wright from Connecticut. On Facebook, Maddie was a smiley cheerleader type, with perfect Asian skin and hair, and a penchant for pink. But her posts on Case Not Closed were witty and insightful. When they'd graduated to G-Chat, they talked about silly, personal things, and made up a game where they compared people they knew to types of candy. Seneca had admitted lots to Maddie, but not everything. She never told anyone everything if she didn't have to. Temptation stirred inside Seneca, and she started a new message. The Mighty. Crazy idea. I'm on spring break starting tomorrow, and I'm going to be super bored. I could come see you. We could check out the Helena stuff together. She added a surprised face emoji and pressed send anxiously tapping her nails against the bedpost. It would be amazing to meet up with a new friend. She had a group of kids she hung around with at college, but they all still felt like acquaintances. And Helena Kelly? Well, that was the holy grail of cases for her. She was dying to dig in. Five and a half years ago, right around when Helena disappeared... Seneca had watched CNN religiously. The news wouldn't shut up about the story. Valiant search parties went out every day. The whole town was interviewed. And even the governor of Connecticut gave a speech about bringing Helena home safely. At first, it disgusted Seneca, leaving her empty. But as the months passed and Helena still hadn't been found, her feelings began to shift. When Seneca saw a Helena report on the news, she dropped everything to watch. She read every Helena investigative story over and over. She trolled her memorial page, inadvertently memorizing her friends' names. She searched the family's Facebook pages for months, discovering that the Kelly parents were separating and that Mrs. Kelly was reviving an ice cream business in town, supported heavily by the Dexby community, in the family's time of need. Seneca had held her breath, hoping for Helena's safe return. She understood that the universe didn't dole out happy endings, but she thought just maybe Helena would beat the odds. Then, four years later, Helena's body was found. Seneca watched in horror as the Dexby police admitted that they doubted they'd ever find who'd done it. But there's so much more to look into, she'd thought.
Why hadn't they tried harder to prove the boyfriend's alibi? Couldn't they send more dogs into that upstate park? Was every moment of Helena's life accounted for? Seneca's computer pinged again. She clicked the message. MBM0815. You must have ESP. I was thinking the same thing. You can stay with me. Amtrak to Metro North will get you here. There's a train station in Dexby. Seneca sat back, knocking into her packed box labeled Mysteries A to L. Excitement flooded her body, followed by a chilly grip of fear. She was actually going to do it. Travel to the place that had consumed her thoughts. Question the people she already knew so much about. It would bring up a lot of memories she'd long tried to ignore. Yet she couldn't help but...